you're an entrepreneur looking to grow your business, build your brand, and get yourself financially fit, then you are in the right place. Get ready to flex your marketing muscles and learn how to make sure every dollar spent on marketing fattens your bottom line. Welcome to the Marketing Strategy Show with your personal marketing trainer, Jesse Stoddard. Jeet Banerjee is a 25-year-old serial entrepreneur, digital marketing consultant, and TEDx speaker. Jeet started his entrepreneurial journey at the age of 17, and since then has sold two businesses for a profit. In addition to this, Jeet has spoken at events all around the world and has helped tons of entrepreneurs find success with their ventures. Okay, I've got Jeet Banerjee on the line with me today with the Income Incubator. Uh, Jeet, thank you so much for taking time to be on the show with me today. Yeah, absolutely. It's my pleasure. I'm excited. Awesome. Hey, uh, why don't you fill in the gaps of the introduction I gave by telling me, telling us about your story, a little bit about yourself and, and your business. And I'm sure it wasn't always easy. So we'd love to hear about your challenges as well. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So uh, like you mentioned, I'm 25 years old right now. But uh, from, for my story to really begin and for people to really understand where I got started, I think we got to like rewind about 10 years. So when I was 15 years old, one morning, uh, I got a knock on my bedroom door and my dad woke me up and sprung me out of bed. And he was like, hey, so I've been thinking and you, you're going to get food, you're going to get shelter, you're going to get all the basic necessities, but I'm tired of buying your video games and movie tickets and for you to hang out with your friends. It's time you go get a job. And I was super ticked off as any 15 year old might be getting woken up at like 10 in the morning on a Saturday, right? So it was at that point that I realized, man, I got to go figure out how to get a job and go through this entire process. So from the ages of 15 to 17, for two years, kind of working after school, I worked 12 different jobs in two years. And there was something very, very wrong with me, right? I was getting fired or quitting from every single job. And I was working no more than max, maybe like 15 hours a week, right? And when I, was, when I turned, uh, became a senior in high school, my whole plan in life was I'm going to go get a college degree. Uh, go work a nice corporate job and I thought life would be perfect, but I couldn't work 15 hours a day I was dreading or 15 hours a week right now. I was dreading that. How was I going to go work 40, 50, 60 hours in a corporate world, in a corporate setting? So I really started panicking and I started freaking out and I felt like there was something wrong with me. So I started Googling my symptoms, so to speak, and I came across this idea of entrepreneurship. Like I felt like so many other entrepreneurs felt the same way that I did. And at 17, um, the only real, real skill or quality that I had at that age was that I was extremely, extremely impatient. So like I loved doing things head first without having any idea of the consequences. So for the first time ever, uh, the, uh, starting a business was one of the times where being impatient was a great, great benefit because I just dove full in, no experience, no idea what I'm doing and just pretty much like jumping out of a plane and building a parachute on the way down, right? So I faced tons and tons of challenges and obstacles being a 17-year-old starting a business uh, obviously I was 17, but I looked more like I was 13. So trying to pitch clients and get people to take me seriously was a big, big challenge, big, big obstacle, but that was something that I overcame. And, uh, yeah, since, since then, so I started that company when I was 17, it was a multimedia agency called JB media force. Uh, I grew that to company to about 20 plus employees in two years, sold that for a profit, started my next venture from there, which was StatFuse which was an online platform to help high school students get into college by calculating their odds of admission and uh, analyzing their college applications. Uh, ran that company for about four years and then sold that for a profit as well. And in between, I've spoken at conferences all over the world, delivered a TEDx talk, written a book, 
and started about seven to eight different businesses, many of which have failed, many of which have succeeded, and many of which that I still run today or generating income from today. So yeah, it's a little bit about me. Wow. Hey, what do you think it was that made you do all that? I'd love to get into, I love to get into the psychology of why we do things, right? What, what do you think made, made you want to do all that? What was the thing that triggered or was it part of your upbringing or was it, you know, what was it, do you think? Yeah, absolutely. So I think for me, it was um, a combination of two things. So my dad is actually a business owner as well. So I kind of like subconsciously grew up seeing him running a business and doing all these things, but it never registered in my head, like when I was younger that, oh, I want to start my own business. But I felt like because of what I would see from him, I've always kind of had that entrepreneurial spirit. Like when I was eight years old, I was bored one summer. I decided to build out a website just about basketball, just because I was bored. And most eight-year-olds don't do that. And even if they have the thought to do that, they probably just would say, I forget about it. I'm not going to do it. So there was something about me where like, I just randomly had these like whims, so to speak, that I had to just pounce on and jump on. So when I was 17 and I came up with this idea, I was like, oh man, like I was so terrified of like the idea of working a job that that was my trigger to like go do this and see if I can succeed with this. So I don't have to work a job ever again just because I hated it so much. And so I think initially it just began with that, a combination of that and uh, just wanting to make some money so that I could have a good time. And then from there, I think like the purposes got so much deeper and deeper and deeper and yeah. Who are your marketing mentors and, and business mentors? Yeah, absolutely. So one of the earliest mentors that I had was actually Neil Patel. Uh, he was uh, phenomenal in terms of helping me, guiding me, giving me advice, uh, him, uh, Heathen Shaw. So they were like a couple of people that were like very direct mentors to me. My father, obviously, in terms of like business stuff. And then um, just kind of on a broader scale when it came to inspiration, motivation, or just understanding things. Uh, definitely guys like Gary Vaynerchuk. Um, obviously, the big ones, Mark Zuckerberg, Elon Musk, these types of individuals. What, what is marketing to you? You know, like what would be a good working def, working definition? If somebody said, what is marketing? What do you tell them? Yeah, absolutely. I think marketing to me is the ability to transfer value from you to another person uh, through a channel or a medium. That's a good definition. I like it. I like it. Uh, can you give an example perhaps? Yeah, absolutely. So I think, I think there's a lot of misconceptions when it comes to marketing because people like the biggest mis misconception I see is that when I ask somebody like, who's your ideal customer? Who do you market this product to? They tell me everybody, but that's rarely ever the case when it comes to a business, right? So a great example is that like anytime I create a business or a product or a brand, it's like, for example, when I created StatFuse, right? It was a tool to help high school students getting into college. So when we, we knew that our product was valuable, but it was only valuable to a certain type of student. Most people would say, oh, all high school students need this. No, it was the top tier students that wanted to go to the top tier schools that had maybe a 3.5 plus GPA, were taking AP and honor classes. That's the person that we could transfer the most value to with our product. So we would find a way to market to them rather than just aimlessly market to all high school students. And I think that's like the biggest thing that I like to do in terms of knowing my customers is like, I can tell you what my customers do on a Friday night. And that's very, very tough for many people to tell you. But I think if you get that deep into it, then you really know how to convey that value to your customers. Very good. So what's the difference in your mind between marketing and sales? Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I think marketing to me is just um, portraying an idea, service, business, product, just putting it in front of somebody and allowing them to kind of 
make that decision. Like you're not like on there. It's not like a, what, uh, like I feel like the difference between that and selling is like when you're selling, you're actually convincing someone to buy something versus when you're marketing, you're just putting it in front of somebody's face and you're allowing them to make that decision themselves without any further input. Cool. So how do you feel about marketing plans and, and do you think they're necessary? Some businesses have really big, long marketing plans. Other businesses have none. <laughs> how do you feel about those? Yeah, absolutely. I think it just comes down to like to each their own. And in, in terms of that, like I feel like for smaller businesses or like solopreneurs, stuff like that, I don't think the marketing plan is that necessary. But obviously when you get down to it and you've got a team of marketers or salespeople, then I think it's really important to document it, get everybody on the same page and create something that's kind of tangible for everyone to kind of follow. But when it comes to being a solopreneur or an entrepreneur with maybe like a couple partners, something like that, uh, I don't think, I don't think you really need a marketing plan. I think you can just run with it and just, uh, just go out there, test, 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 and just get feedback and figure out what works and what doesn't. That's awesome. So, uh, testing, you mentioned testing. Mm -hmm. That's it. That's important. Um, what do you, what do you think it takes to create a really good marketing strategy? Maybe, maybe there isn't like a written plan and it's, but it's still, you got to have a strategy, right? The things that you're going to test. Mm -hmm. So what do you think it takes to create a really good marketing strategy? Yeah, absolutely. So the most important thing is the who, right? So you cannot, you cannot sell market or promote or do any of that stuff until you know who, who it is that you need to put this product or service in front of. So figuring out the who is the number one most important thing when creating a marketing strategy. Uh, and then the second step with the who is testing everything. So like, I'm like a big, big, like, tester of everything. And the key to this is that you can only change one variable at a time. Many people will change like the design of the ad and who they targeted to. But now you don't know when you get the results back, you don't know which one may have caused the mishap or which one worked, which is dangerous. So for me, I'll take one ad copy and I'll touch and I'll change one variable for, for across the entire board. So I'll if I'm change, if I'm trying to figure out the targeting, I'm changing all the different target markets, but keeping the same ad copy. So I think that's very, very key when it comes to testing is be very, very specific with the variables that you change and the way that you test your ad copies. Hmm. All right. Um, what are your best or maybe your favorite marketing strategies that you've used or maybe you've helped clients use? Any examples of really good ones? Yeah, absolutely. So when uh, we launched StatFeeds actually, so we actually, with the great thing about StatFeeds was we actually never spent any money to market our business. So we spent zero dollars paid advertising. And by the end of it, we had close to around 300,000 users. So the brilliance in what we did was that uh, we kind of utilized the YouTube strategy of widgets. So basically with our college chances tool, we developed a widget, which is like three to four lines of code that took our software and was like copy paste code that you could put on any other third party website. So what we started doing was we started reaching out to SAT and ACT prep companies and anybody else that catered to high school students, right? Tutors and stuff like that. And we told them, Hey guys, check this out. We can give you, because students would fill out an entire college application on our website. So we would tell them, we'll tell you what, stu what, stu what these students, which schools they want to go to, what their SAT score is, what their GPA is, and what their entire game plan is. That's better than any lead system collection tool that you guys have right now. And all you guys got to do is just put this widget on your website. You guys get to keep all the data and market to them. But the benefit for us is that we're utilizing their free traffic because these companies spend thousands and thousands a month on traffic and they're just generating users into our funnel. So, um, yeah, so that's like one of the best pieces of advice I can give to people when it comes to marketing is find a, cause a lot of people look at their competitors and they go, Oh man, like I hate those guys. I want to burn them down. Right. But for us, it was like, 
No, like how can we all exist in one ecosystem and how can we utilize each other to succeed and to build ourselves up? So I think, uh, yeah, really finding ways to partner up with other companies and creating dual value. Like you can't just go to somebody and be like, I'll put my widget up there, you get nothing. You got to find a way to make it presentable and make it very appealing to the other company. But yeah, that's something that we did. That was a great, that's a great example, G. You have wisdom beyond your years, man. Right on. <laughs> Thank you. Very I cool. appreciate that. Hey, what uh, key technology tools do you recommend? What, what things do you use for your business or personal or even maybe apps on your phone? Or what, how do you utilize technology in your life and business? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, so number one, Dropbox. Dropbox is a lifesaver. I mean, especially when I'm traveling, going places, got teams and stuff like that. Just being able to throw stuff on the cloud. Big, big uh, fan of Dropbox. Uh, I love uh, Basecamp when it comes to project management, managing employees and managing all the ongoing things that go on in a day-to-day basis. Uh, Basecamp is a really cool tool. And um, yeah, those are probably the two main ones that I'm using on a daily basis. And then the third one I'd also recommend uh, is, which is just great is Amazon Prime, man. Like I don't have to leave the house. I don't have to leave the office. Like I get anything yeah. I need anytime. So yeah, it's, it's a big time. That's great. Um, Hey, I don't know if you're much of a reader or if you have time or podcasts, but uh, what, what marketing or business books do you recommend? Yeah, so my favorite business book of all time is actually called The Millionaire Fastlane by MJ DeMarco. Oh. And that was the one that really inspired me to like go full on into entrepreneurship, gave me the belief that everything I was doing early on was right because I read that book when I was around 18. Uh, so that's one of my favorite business books and then just books in general. I love the books, a book, uh, Outliers by Malcolm Gladwell. Really, uh, I don't know if I'd consider it a business book, but I think it's just a, it's just a very eye-opening book. So yeah, those are the two recommendations I'd give. Awesome. And what, what is your, tell us your unique selling proposition for your current business or businesses mm-hmm. and who's a good referral for you? Because you obviously have a lot of stuff going on. So how do we know if, uh, if there's somebody listening to this, uh, when do we refer them to you? Yeah, absolutely. So my latest project that I actually launched two weeks ago that I'm super excited about is the Income Incubator. And uh, this is like a passion project for me. So I'm super, super happy with this. And basically what the value proposition of the Income Incubator is, is that over the years, I've created 10 plus different businesses, uh, ones that I've succeeded with and ones that I've failed with. And this is my way of kind of creating an alternative to uh, college, right? Like this isn't something where you got to leave college and just solely focus on this. Or uh, you can have a you can have a main job. You can go to college, whatever it is. But there's a lot of skills that I felt like in college, being a business owner now, I really didn't get out of college, right? Like they didn't teach me how to do my taxes. They didn't teach me how to market my business or how to write an email or any of that stuff, right? All they taught me in college was like, let me show you some business principles that blah 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 company used in 1998. And so what I wanted to create was like an academy for the business owner someone that's interested in starting an online business or starting their journey into entrepreneurship. And that's what the income incubator really is. It's a comprehensive Academy that has seven different business courses that I've started that I still run today that are successful in generating the income. And it's just like step-by-step showing people how to do it. We've got a great community of people that we're building, uh, students, mentors, resources. And uh, yeah, so uh, pretty much anyone that's um, interested in, starting their own business or has even dabbled in the idea of it. This is a great, great tool for them. Fantastic. What a great idea. I wish you success. That's awesome. How do people find out more about that? What's the website or where should they go? Yeah, they can just go to the income incubator.com and they'll find all the information pertaining to that. 
Great. And if people want to, are you on Twitter or where, you know, can be, if people have questions for you how, or email, what's a good way to get a hold of you? Yeah, absolutely. I'm on all the major social media platforms, email. I have a blog as well. The best way to probably get in touch with me is my personal website, which is gbanerjee.com. And you can get in touch with me, whichever platform you prefer. Awesome. Uh, and who else do you think I should interview for this marketing strategy show? Any recommendations? Um, have you ever interviewed Vlad? Vlad, I, I really don't want to butcher his last name. I, no, I haven't. Nobody. Okay. No. I will make you an introduction with him. I think he would be a great uh, candidate for this podcast. Awesome. Thank you. And, uh, you know, just as we wrap up here, this has been really informative, man. You, you have a great perspective on the world. It's different from a lot of the people I've interviewed. I just want to let you know that it's good. Uh, good and refreshing, like energetic. I love it, man. And uh, do you have any last words or anything that you want to, you know, give people as we go here? Yeah, absolutely. If there's one thing I'd want to share with people, it's kind of uh, my, my perspective on failure. So uh, obviously over the years I've failed, I've faced obstacles, challenges, stuff like that. It's absolutely normal. And I know mainstream media likes to make it, make it seem like as an entrepreneur, like you just start a business and boom, you're a millionaire. You got luxury cars and a mansion, but it's absolutely not like that, right? There's a big journey that goes to it. And my big thing that I want to tell people is that failure doesn't define you unless you allow it to define you. So if I go out Monday, I start a business and I fail and I fall on my butt. If I get back up, failure is just an event at that point. Something that happened on Monday at 10 a.m. I dust my shoulders off. I take that experience. I learn from it and I go back at it again. And the greatest thing about business is that you only have to be right once. The greatest, greatest minds and people and individuals out there have failed thousands and thousands of times, but we don't know that. All we know them for is the one time that they were successful. So my big advice is don't let failure derail you on your path to success and uh, never give up because you only got to be right once. Excellent. Those are wise words, my friend. Thank you so much again for being here. And, and I know how busy you are, so I appreciate your time. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Thanks so much for having me. It was a pleasure. Thanks for joining us for the Marketing Strategy Show with your personal marketing trainer, Jesse Stoddard. He can't do the push-ups for you, but he can help you stay accountable to your marketing goals. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe, rate, and review, and let others know that you love the show so that they can love it too.